0: You're listening to Clean Beauty Scene, episode 57, how this mom saved her child's life with a holistic, non-toxic lifestyle, with Rachel Reba of Holistically Healthy Home. Welcome to Clean Beauty Scene, the podcast for clean beauty, eco-friendly living, and wellness. I'm your host, Kelly Bonanno, eco-wellness coach, and mom to two teenage boys. If you want a green beauty routine but find clean beauty and eco-living overwhelming and confusing... I get it. I've been there. So join me each week as we clear the confusion and cover all the latest to help you go green without giving up glamour or going eco-frico. Now talk clean to me, baby. Well, hello, savvy beauties. Welcome to Clean Beauty Scene. I'm Kelly Bonano, your host, Eco Friendly Lifestyle and Wellness Coach. So happy to have you here today. This is going to be a great conversation. My guest today is so like-minded. And knows so much about clean beauty and toxin-free living. And so the, if you're listening to this podcast, I can almost guarantee that's one of, your, uh, one of your favorite things to talk about and hear about and learn about. So you're going to learn a lot today. And you know what I always say with every episode, take some action. So anything that we talk about today that kind of sparks you know, your interest, pick one thing that you'll, that you'll implement you really will be inspired by Rachel's story and how she turned her her health around, but also literally saved her child's life. Her little two-year-old was really in dire straits. They were talking about removing her colon. So get ready for an incredible story and to learn a lot about how she turned her health around. And now that little two-year-old is a healthy, thriving eight-year-old. And she's going to share with us some awesome DIY tips, including a fantastic anti-aging serum, and she's got some thoughts on things to consider with the vaccination. You know, it's we're not having a discussion about pro and con, just some things that she knows about the ingredients and things to consider. You know, when we make decisions about our health, best to make them with information. Definitely talking to your doctor, but doing your own research and getting being your own advocate in all aspects of your health. And before we get to chatting with Rachel, I want to let you know that I actually have a couple of openings for one-on-one clients. So check the link in the show notes and book a call. And I can give you some tips on, you know, customizing some things that might help you in your health and weight loss goals. And we can talk about ways that I can help you further, whether you want, you know, coaching program one-on-one, diving deep, or maybe you just want a 90-minute intensive, or maybe you want a VIP day. So book a call and we can chat. It's a free consultation. I will give you some good information and guidance. Go to the link in the show notes or visit kellybonano.com consult. My guest today is Rachel Raba. She is a certified aromatherapist, clean beauty advocate, and toxin-free living educator. She discovered natural wellness when searching for ways to restore her own health after it crashed, as well as to overcome her daughter's significant medical issues. She helps women better understand the ingredients and everyday products that they use and shows them how easy it is to exchange toxin containing cosmetics, cleaning, and personal care products for ones that support rather than burdening their bodies. You are likely to find Rachel growing microgreens in her kitchen, tending to her urban garden, cooking whole food meals, hiking local trails, foraging, or creating DIY skincare products. Welcome to Clean Beauty Scene, Rachel.
1: Thanks so much. I am so excited to be here with you, Kelly.
0: Oh, I'm so happy to chat with you. You are so like-minded and it's great. And I love... uh I'm excited for, for listeners to hear your perspective, <laughs> you know, and, you know, I, I kind of, I talk about a lot of this stuff and it's, it's so good to, I'm not, I'm not the only one. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm not just some crazy eco freako chick like my, like my kids think <laughs> non-toxic living. So I'd love to start off with you telling a little bit more about your story. It's so compelling how, you know, like you, as you say, your, your health crashed and, what happened and how you turned things around.
1: I did, and sure, I'm happy to share it. Um, I grew up in kind of a green and fairly natural way, or as natural as people in the 1980s knew how to be. I grew up on a farm and around a lot of gardening and animal husbandry, and my grandmother, I remember her well. She has passed since. But she was, I think, the first quote-unquote green person that I knew. She was green before green was a thing. And it was from her that I learned about concepts like composting and uh, gardening. She had a very large garden. And um, she was always canning and freezing and baking bread and doing those types of things. And so I kind of learned by watching her and my mother Um, So I grew up in that environment, but then I moved to the city. After college, I ended up in the Washington, D.C. metro area where I've been ever since, which is kind of polar opposite from where I grew up. And so I went into eventually a very fast paced, very high stress work environment where I was working mostly seven days a week. And I was traveling overseas a lot uh, for work. And I was taking a ton of anti-malarial antibiotics uh, for my overseas travel. And I was just on call all the time. And even though I had a fairly healthy diet by American standards, And I was exercising six days a week. And I was what appeared to be on the outside, very fit and very healthy and very top of my game. The stress that I was putting on my body and the lack of sleep and the just constant changing of time zones and was really doing a number on my body and my digestive system without me realizing it. And then one day in one meal, um, I will not tell the whole story, my health crashed. My digestive system kind of put up the white flag and said, we cannot do this anymore. And over the course of several months, I was diagnosed with myriad health issues, everything from acid reflux and hiatal hernia and vocal cord erosion to overgrowth and leaky gut and parasites and massive food allergies and fibromyalgia. And the list just kept going on and on. And I went the standard medical route to try to deal with that situation and it did not help and in some ways made it worse. And that's when I was able, thankfully, to find a natural path, and then from there, a functional medicine practice that was really able to help me start to turn some of this around. And, and the first place I went was the diet and really dialing that in, which helped quite a bit, uh, diet and supplements and herbs and things of that nature. Um, But then in the process of that, as you alluded to, found out my daughter had even more significant health issues than I had, and she was two, two and a half at the time. Um, And we started also with her down a standard medical route that led to surgeries and prescription drugs uh, that had massive side effects. Um, which was very hard to watch um, and to grapple with as a mother of, she was my first child, my only child, and to have a child that is in significant amounts of pain that is, for instance, diagnosed um, or or termed the worst case of stool impactment in a two-year-old that that hospital had ever seen. She went through myriad testing and was never officially diagnosed with anything, um, anything that, that, um, some of the best medical care we could get in this area. Thought that she had, or assumed that she had, she didn't.
0: And, and we it been devastating. I mean, there's it, nothing worse than your child not being well. I mean,
1: and and you feel so helpless. Yeah, I that bet. you're 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 going everywhere you can think of. You're seeing. She saw so many different specialists. Um, and so many people tested her for things and tried different things, and it just the situation kept getting worse and worse to the point she was in very severe danger. Um, her impactment was so great that she looked like she was nine months pregnant all the time. She actually looked like a malnourished child, like children that I had seen in my overseas travel, even though she was on a organic, very high nutrient dense diet. Her body couldn't absorb any nutrients because she had so many toxins um, and and just so much was not exiting her body that should have. She had massive skin issues all over her body, um, large amounts of pain. And the older she got and the more she could verbalize it the more we realized that there was significant problems. And so we got to the end of what conventional medicine could offer. And I was very fortunate um, through, I think some divine intervention to be able to find a nutritionist who could see children who had very significant digestive issues, and then was able to get her into a functional medicine practice in the DC metro area, which is hard to find a functional medicine practice that will see two year olds, um, because of the liabilities that come along with that. And so uh, we have been with that practice with her ever since and um, it was through her issues, through mine. I, I don't her down the natural health rabbit hole, but it was really to help her that I had to put all of my research skills. And I'm a researcher by nature and by training and by profession. And so I was able to use my research skills to research all kinds of natural modalities. When conventional medicine couldn't help her, how could we naturally clean out her body? How could we naturally detox her system? How could we naturally support the pain that she was feeling? And that's, for instance, how I came into essential oils, which I frankly didn't know anything about and had absolutely no interest in. You know, I would go down the aisles in Whole Foods or in our local organic stores and I would see these diffusers puffing out, all kinds of mist and smelly things and I was never attracted to smelly things like candles or perfumes or incense and so the diffuser really had no interest to me Um, all I thought of it was something that made your house smell nice and so it wasn't until research started coming up for me again and again for instance that there were certain essential oils that could perhaps help with the pain she had digestively and help with her motility that I began to think, okay, maybe there's something therapeutic here that could be of help to her. And that's how we ended up, after much research, getting my first set of essential oils, and they helped her tremendously. And that dove me very deep down the natural health rabbit hole. That's how I ended up becoming a certified aromatherapist. I went to school not necessarily so that I could practice in a clinical setting but so that I could make sure that I was using oil safely and effectively on a very health compromised child. And so that when I was sharing them also with other people, I was doing it safely and effectively. And from there, that's how I learned to make cleaning products and make skincare products and formulate things. And that was just the diving board. <laughs> it jumped me off into many other natural modalities that had just changed our lives so tremendously. Um, And so it was really, it was for her that I did these things even more than for myself. And it was then once we started detoxing her body, realizing that food and supplements and and some of these other things we were using were not enough that I really needed to also look at the products that we were using in our home. Um, I started really reading labels and Understanding ingredients because, as you know, Kelly, ingredient labels can sometimes be daunting,
0: oh, and yes. you have no idea what half the words mean. Like, what do I need to have a PhD in toxicology? <laughs> to buy a lipstick? I mean, it's
1: like it's complicated, and the same ingredient can be called different things. You know, some ingredients have several different names for the exact yes. same thing, and so even if you learn one and you know that that's toxic and maybe I shouldn't use that anymore and I should avoid it in products that I'm buying in the future, you can get tricked because that same ingredient can be called something else. And so I learned that her skin issues, one, were connected to her digestive system, but two, they were connected to the products that we were using in our home, our laundry detergent, our dryer sheets, um, our skincare products. You know What was I using on diaper rash, all of those things um, really started coming into focus for me and I started just one at a time swapping those out as we needed more, saying, okay, is this something I should be keeping in my home? Should I get it again or should I get something new? And so over time, over the past six years, since I started safe swapping, we've switched out almost everything in our home. I mean, there's still things um, I'm working on, such as my wardrobe, <laughs> but we haven't completely transitioned that, but we've, you know, one thing at a time over the past you, six years.
0: So what do you think was the, the biggest impact in, in healing, I mean, both you and you, but your daughter, mm-hmm. she was really in grave danger.
1: She was, she was in danger of losing her colon. I mean, doctors were talking at about that age, removing wow. it. And so that, that was what set me over the edge. (laughs) I mean, when you talk about permanently removing organs from a young child's body, that's when I said, there has to be another way. Absolutely. There has to be some stone I haven't turned over yet. And it turns out there was a lot of stone.
0: Right. And, and I mean, God bless you because a lot of parents would just say, okay, you know, you were literally a warrior advocate for her and you saved her life. We'll get back to the show in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by my free intermittent fasting email course. If you are curious about how to get started with intermittent fasting, would like to know what all the health benefits are and exactly how it helps you lose weight so easily, then you will love this free short email course. The link is in the show notes. It's subscribe.com slash intro to IF. I break it all down for you so you can get started properly believe me it is so much easier than you think as long as it's done right and i will show you how head to the show notes and get signed up now it's free you
1: know in hindsight you can see some of these things but at the time just something didn't sit right with me yeah about about the the conversations i was having from her well-meaning doctors
0: you know, I think I am... the mother's instinct is right on target. <laughs> you women out there, women, whether you're mom or not, that female instinct, always listen to it. I mean, men have instincts too, but you know,
1: <laughs> the mother, so, you know,
0: I was incredibly strong.
1: I was blessed to be shown some, um, some practitioners who had different perspectives And we're willing to try because there really are no protocols for two-year-olds. There are no natural protocols for two-year-olds. So with The Nutritionist, um, found in rural Western New York, we designed a protocol together from scratch with the help of a couple supplement companies who helped us try to figure out how do you scale down adult dosages of plant-based supplements to a 25-pound child? you know, how do you take it from, from a 150 pound adult to a 25 pound child who is health compromised and, and what will the interaction of those supplements be? And so we just, it was really, when we started out, it was a combination for her of detox supplements, of supplements to help clear the system, such as high dose magnesium, you know, and I won't mention much of what we did because, you know, each, each child is different. And I don't want any parent to hear what we did in particular and say, I should, I should implement that to the T. No, you should find a really good naturally-minded practitioner who can help with these things. But we did high-dose magnesium. We did a variety of detox supplements. We did day detox baths for the first couple of months, which is very time-consuming. We used things like bentonite clay and diatomaceous earth, both internally and externally. And I'll be honest, the nutritionist said to me, You know we don't know what's going to happen. There could be some risk in this um, that you you have to be aware of and assume. Um, But to me, the risk was much less for using um, plant-based products than it was for some of the very invasive things that were being suggested as alternatives. And so I thought, well, we'll try these first. If they don't work, I can always go and do some of these other protocols that are being recommended to me. Um, But I was just so ecstatic that we started almost immediately seeing steady progress. I mean, it was like two steps forward, one step back for a while there, but we did see progress and within three months from October, 2015, when we started the natural protocol to January, 2016, when we had her x-rayed again, She x rayed as normal within three months. So she went from the worst case of stool impactment they had ever seen in this teaching hospital, um, where she was then used as a case study um, of, you know, I'm not sure what, but, you know, pictures of her and her case was used as a study in that hospital for interns and residents coming through. But we went from being worst case to being x rayed as clean. Um, And and the x-ray tech who did both x-rays, was just shocked, couldn't even believe it was the same child. So that really confirmed to me the power of what I call natural medicine and the power of of natural remedies. They, you know, don't work in all cases, but in my daughter's case, uh, they, they saved her life. And so since then, we've just been doing consistent work on her gut. Um, you know, we're still working on it six years later. Um, we're still doing regular gut testing and um, you know, it it's it's been a road and we're still very clean diet of natural whole foods. She's not always super happy about that being eight now and not always getting to eat the things that her friends are eating. Oh yeah, that avoid. That's hard. Wheat and dairy and oh, yeah. processed food and anything with artificial food dyes in it, um, all, all of those types of things. She's not always thrilled <laughs> yeah, yeah. with it, it's but rough. <laughs> she, she's in good shape now. And, you know, from being stunted between the age of two and three, she didn't grow a single fraction of an inch. She didn't gain any weight between two and three, which is unusual for a child um, she got very low in the percentiles to going back to being, you know, above average in height and weight, you know, she was able to recover. And, you know, you, if you met her today, you wouldn't know anything had ever happened to her.
0: Well, you and your daughter are, you know, the exact example that how hel- healthy toxin-free living, you know, you did a lot. It wasn't just eliminating toxins. Can you, can heal absolutely heal and natural modalities this country has to it has to take more stock in natural modalities that that is just a fact and but you know big Pharma wants to make money um and the other thing is if this healed you and your daughter so well imagine audience if you're listening, come back to me if you're multitasking imagine <laughs> what a toxin-free healthy lifestyle can do if you're already pretty healthy. You know I always say you always have you just have so much more control over your health and longevity than you can imagine and it's there's so much you can do but you can still have fun. It doesn't have to be restrictive. <laughs> and I love that you that you that you learned about the essential oils that is not an area of my expertise at all, although I do love them and I have some favorites. What is one essential oil if you know somebody listening and they were to incorporate it into their life for well-being? Like what's one of your favorites and your favorite modalities with it?
1: So my favorite essential oil that we use more than any other oil, and I always hesitate to tell people about it because it is not cheap. Um, you know, there's a lot of other oils that are, are much more inexpensive or are cost-friendly, but I love rose essential oil. And I use it in diluted form, you know, I don't use rose straight because rose is very, very costly. It takes so many roses uh, to, you know, produce a very small bottle of essential oils. So I tend to buy it in already diluted form, but rose is such an amazing oil for skin healing, for uh, cuts and scrapes, for abrasions, for immune support, for the, the neuro, the mental development in young children. Um, and that's really what I started using Rose for originally was just rolling a tiny bit of it on my daughter's, you know, neck right uh, below her hairline before she would go to school every day. Because it's it's so good for helping with the neural connection in children, um, but it's, it's also so calming and so soothing and so heart centered, which my daughter is. You know, just a very heart-centered person, and so I love to support her in that way. But we use rose a lot.
0: I've heard wonderful things about rose essential oil, but I've never, I've never tried it. In fact, somebody I interviewed recently about essential oils and autoimmune talked about that Mm -hmm. that one as well. So, you know, I, as you know, and I'm sure many of my listeners know, there's no regulation, and that's why it's so confusing. And so, and then there's greenwashing, which. Mm For those of you out there that are not familiar, it's basically there's no regulation, and companies can say they're clean, pure, organic when they're not. Now I have episodes diving deep into what green net washing is and how to avoid it. I'm going to link that into the show notes. Basically, go back to the beginning of Clean Beauty Scene episodes one, two, and three. I go deep on what clean beauty is, what's the deal with regulation, why there's no regulation, and and greenwashing. So you know, you can be covered on listening to those, those, those episodes. But you know, there's, there are some scientists, and I'd love to hear your perspective on this, that say putting chemicals on your skin versus ingesting them, Mm -hmm. you know, what, what is your, 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 what are your thoughts on that? Like I've I've heard from some kind of scientists that it's just as important or it's even worse. I believe from the reading and the studying
1: that I've done that putting chemicals on your skin is actually far worse than ingesting them because when you eat something, the enzymes in your saliva um, and the acids and enzymes in your stomach help break down and flush whatever you take in through your mouth out of your body. And this includes any toxins, for instance, that might be in your food or in your drinks or in your supplements. But when you- And also the
0: liver, the liver. mm -hmm,
1: You have your liver, you have your kidneys, Mm -hmm. um, you have all kinds of systems, um, but in your digestive system itself, you have these protective devices already built in to filter out toxins. But when you put things on your skin, they're absorbed straight into your bloodstream without filtering of any kind. Um, So there's no protection against toxins. So no, not 100% of what, you know, if you put lotion on your skin 100% of it doesn't soak in, obviously, but a large percentage of what you put on your skin does. And so those toxins that are in there or those nourishing ingredients, whatever, are soaking directly into your bloodstream. And then they are able to circulate throughout your entire body um, without filtering. And then it's forcing your lymph system, for instance, um, your circulatory system to have to try to pull those things out. And because the average person, as I'm sure you've talked about in your other episodes, are using 12 or more in the US personal care products a day containing an average of 168 unique ingredients. And so that's a lot of different ingredients to be forcing your body to be filtering out. And that's why the body burden is so high in our country for most people. It's because not just the food we're eating that has a lot of toxic junk in it, but also what we're putting, slathering all over our bodies, You know, so many products every day. And then there's the cleaning products and the laundry stuff, you know that right. it's
0: just a compound. It yeah. that thing is it's a cumulative effect because we're using so many products in our home on our bodies that have so many ingredients. So it's not like one little ingredient in your lotion. It is this and year after year, so it really builds up in the body. So of course, one of the things I recommend most, and I know you do too, is using clean products. So what is one of your favorite brands that people can maybe check out?
1: So. um, I do safe swaps for my private Facebook community across basically every category of products that we use in our home, from our food to our cleaning, to our skincare, to makeup, et cetera. Um, One company that I really like in the cleaning products category is called My Green Fills, F-I-L-L-S. And they have um, my favorite hands-down laundry products, um, very clean, toxin-free work incredibly well. For instance, their stain stick. I have never seen a toxin-free stain stick work effectively and their stain stick is just
0: incredible.
1: Oh, that's great. Um, so that if, in the show
0: notes for sure. And also you haven't, your, your, uh, your Facebook group for sure too.
1: If you haven't tried my green fills, that's one that I really like. And I have for anybody that needs it, I have a discount code to get 70% off
0: of oh, their wow. first. Okay. Order so you
1: can get it for very very cheap to just give it a try. But about a well, year ago, we'll
0: that uh, code in the in the in the show notes. Yeah. All right, and then a lot of I know a lot of my listeners and even my clients, everybody likes not everybody but likes DIY, and they want to make their own skincare. Now I do make some of my own things, but for the most part, that is not my thing. I don't even like to cook, so I don't want to make my own stuff. <laughs> but you know, I'm writing a book and I do have a whole <laughs> chapter on DIY. I've got some great recipes. But um it's just for some reason, yeah, I just I don't like making, I like just buying some good clean products. I do have mm-hmm. a few favorites though, but what is one of your favorite skincare DIY recipes that the listeners could try?
1: Of course. So I love doing DIY and DIY is actually very easy. Um, Yeah, I know it's really time to do it. I don't do as much DIY as I used to because I just don't have the time for it. And it's much easier, like you said, to just buy. Um, But for instance, making face serum is incredibly easy. And it just requires one or more carrier oils fitted to this type of skin that you have. So, not every carrier oil. And when I talk about carrier oils, I'm talking about things like rosehip, argon sweet almond oil, apricot seed oil, evening primrose, those types of of oils, pomegranate seed oil. And all you basically need is the carrier oil itself. And then if you choose to, you can add essential oils to it. So for instance, you could take one ounce of carrier oil or I, I like to mix several at one time that is a good fit for your skin. And then about 12 drops of essential oils that are a good fit for your skin. So for instance, one recipe could be um, two teaspoons of argan oil, three teaspoons of jojoba oil, a teaspoon of pomegranate seed oil, and then perhaps four drops of geranium essential oil, six drops of lavender essential oil, two drops of helichrysum essential oil. That's a very basic serum recipe, you could just use one carrier oil, you could use um, a mix, but in my Facebook community, if carrier oils and the types that are good for your specific skin is something that's new to you, I have a whole spreadsheet that I created inside my Simplified Natural Living Facebook community that lays out all the carrier oils, breaks them down by skin type, tells you which ones are good for the skin that you have, as well as which essential oils are good for various uh, skin issues,
0: that's awesome. That sounds great. I love it. We were, we will definitely link to the Facebook group. And you know what? Could I put that recipe in my book and and of course reference you? I would love to. You would love me. Sure. <laughs> awesome. Sure,
1: absolutely. I can I can send you some other recipes as well if that would that's be great. helpful.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to be incorporating some of my interviews in the book because I I you know when I I started writing the book before I started the podcast and. I am only halfway done. It's not going to be published anytime real soon, but I'm working on it. (laughs) And then I wanted to interview people and I already had. And then I, when I started the podcast, I'm like, oh wow, I could use a lot of these interviews or portions of these interviews for my book. So Mm
1: -hmm. that is a
0: great thing. And then one, so that, uh, that's a really good, good um, serum. Everybody loves a good serum. And those are just, I love those oils and, and essential oils are so powerful. So powerful. So now would you, would you say that serum is kind of more of an anti-aging or?
1: It absolutely. <laughs> for us <is>. Gen Xers? <laughs> it is anti-aging for sure. Um, it also will be very nourishing, very hydrating. Um, the jojoba, if, if the listeners are not aware, is the carrier oil that is the closest to your skin's natural sebum. So jojoba is one yes. carrier oil that can be used by people of any skin type, any age, um, from children right. up until 95 year olds.
0: Yeah. I you had know, a reaction to a SPF on my face. It was completely organic, yeah. but for some reason, something in there in my skin, it, oh, it got all sensitive. I just use jojoba oil and it really helped that skin barrier tremendously. Mm-hmm. I just didn't no, know it, it's organic. <laughs> oh, boy. oh it's okay.
1: fantastic. Yeah. It is a great great oil for skin. Um, and if you're only going to get a couple of carrier oils, that is one that I definitely recommend. I also use jojoba to take off my eye makeup. Oh yeah. Um, it's a great eye makeup remover. You just have to take a very small squirt out of your dropper bottle, you know, rub it on your eyes and then use whatever cloth or or cotton or whatever you're using to remove your eye makeup. It comes up like in a jiffy, It is fantastic.
0: That's great to know. Thank you. I don't think I've ever tried that
1: (laughs) coconut oil. And I
0: don't really love that one.
1: No, I do not like coconut oil on my skin at all. It dries my skin out terribly and it my skin tends to break out with coconut oil. So I do not put coconut oil in any of my DIY skincare. I know a lot of people love it and swear by it, but I have not had good success. I love coconut oil for many other
0: things, but Mm -hmm. I don't personally love it for skincare. Right. Right. Well, that's a great tip. So finally, my last question, and it's a little controversial, but given that we're talking about toxins and the the time we right now, we're right in the middle of 2021 and, you know, the vaccinations are out there and a lot of people are getting vaccinated and there's, you know, there's some controversy about its safety because it's still experimental, but then now many people, and I'm not like, you know, getting into like an anti-vac vac debate whatsoever. But I'd I'd love if you wouldn't mind just from your expertise with toxins and what you you know what you have found. What is your thoughts on the vaccination?
1: I do have some concerns about some of the ingredients that are in these um these, it is, wow, a huge storm has just oh, come wow. on my house. I just heard a huge crash of thunder and lightning. Wow.
0: You're, you're um, back East, right? You're in the, I am, Washington I region. am. Yes. It's, and here I am storm. in Southern California. My <laughs> coffee out in Hopefully the the-
1: I will not lose internet connection, <laughs> but um, there are some ingredients in not, not the active compounds, but some of the other things that are in there, such as um, polyethylene glycol, which is a known as PEG. Um, same with, with cosmetics or, or other products. If you see the word PEG on a label followed by a number, it's polyethylene glycol. And, yes. and it's, I, it's, it's, yeah. yeah, I recommend clients stay away from that as well. So Yes. I, I don't use it in my skincare at all. Um, basically it's used in cosmetics Um, as a thickener or a solvent or a softener or a moisture carrier. Mm -hmm. And it's in so, so many different things. But the problem with PEGS is not the polyethylene glycol itself, but the fact that it's often contaminated through the manufacturing process with ethylene oxide and 1,4-dioxane, which are both known carcinogens. And so that's one thing that potentially concerns me about the current three vaccines that are, um, or at least two of them that are on availability today in the US is the injection of something that could well, and mostly is contaminated with known carcinogens directly into your body. Now your body is innately wise and um, does have detox functions, But the problem with pegs is that they're in so many things that the majority of people have so many already in their body. And many people have um, sensitivity to pegs without knowing it. Um, And so putting it on your body, the bioaccumulation of it um, is one thing. What is not known is what happens when you inject it into your body. And so that's that's one thing that I've kind of been grappling with and thinking through um, is. Is if I wouldn't put it on my skin, would I recommend putting it in my body? And I am not a healthcare professional, so I am making, and I'm not a scientist, so I am making no um, no clear and definitive statements on that. But that is that is one thing you ask. You know, are are there things that we might want to think about when considering vaccination? Um, and that is one of the potential things to think about.
0: That is very good information. And thank you for that. Well thought out. That's, that's the thing is just know what you're up against, know what you're putting in your body. And I don't, I don't personally see, you know, waiting a little bit, especially with maybe the kids and the teens. And again, I'm not anti anti-vaccination at all, but it's like, okay, let's, let's look at everything. And so I really appreciate you. For instance, you know now right now they're saying oh it's safe for teenagers a lot of teenagers are getting vaccinated but then the cdc just recently came out saying well now more and more teens are getting the myocarditis you know and i talked to my pediatrician and i know people recover from that but still and and i do know that you can get myocarditis just from covid too so it's kind of like like absolutely there's risks with 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 all of it, frankly, but yes, I, uh, (laughs) I just wanted to get your perspective. And I think that, you know, wow, it's we can all have rational conversations about this. There's just too much adversity going. It's not, you know, the vax against the anti-vaxxers. It's just like, let's just get information and knowledge out there about everything. Right. In my opinion.
1: Indeed. Um, I totally agree with you and, and like you, um, I have had every vaccine known to man, um, given my extensive international travel. Um, right. and, and I think there is a place for safe, uh, well-researched vaccines, for sure. Um, you know, My daughter is also vaccinated you know, for going to school in the state of Maryland. Um, and so she has had vaccines as well. So I, I don't think anybody needs to be binary insane. It's absolutely always one thing or always another thing. I think anytime a new situation comes up, this or anything else, you have to look at it and really do your reading and your listening and your research and your questioning. You know, I always say question everything. Yes. Um, Question the rationality of everything. Question the information on everything. Um, Use use wise sound logic because sometimes logic comes before science. Um, logic is fast, science is slow, I heard someone say yes, recently. Yes. And so sometimes it takes science a while to catch up um, with certain things or to get the studies and to get the documentation and to get everything that you need to know conclusively whether something is is wise or not. And so You know, when you're in a situation where you don't, you know, know for sure, I just always question and look and read and weigh in the balance, you know, of everything that I can find on this or any other topic, just like I did when I was researching things to remove from our house. Not everybody agrees with with what the list of ingredients you should banish from your house should
0: be. There are some, it's true. And I know there are some people, people, look, your green journey, everyone's, you know, in the green journey, and there's some even products with skincare, safer is better than toxic. Like, no, you don't have to go plant-based. It's all a personal choice. Mm -hmm. And it also really depends on your individual situation. I have some, some clients that are super, super sensitive, like, like for you and your daughter, you guys have to be more careful than, Mm -hmm. than others. So it's, it's a personal story. Yeah. And I, I say that with, you know, I'm not militant. I'm like no green shaming. It's, it's, it's all, it's all good. Whatever little green step you take is going to make mm-hmm. a difference. So mm-hmm. well, yep. And so much, this was fantastic. So much great information. I really appreciate you sharing your story and all this wonderful information. And we'll put in the show notes, your website and your Facebook group and however, but okay. I've got a few quick rapid fire questions. If you're game. <laughs> All right. Are you a dog person or a cat person?
1: Neither. Oh, neither. Um, All right. No, I am not a huge animal person. We have a hamster oh, at this okay. juncture and we, I'm you. thinking of getting my daughter a rabbit. Oh. Um, but dogs and cats are not, I like other people's, but I don't prefer to have my own.
0: Okay. <laughs> and are you a morning person or a night person?
1: I think I'm a morning person who stays up also way too late. I tend to burn the candle at both ends.
0: Yes, I stay up too late too. Although I am a night owl, but I still, yeah, I sleep well, but I stay up too late. Just one non negotiable tip you can leave listeners with something that really made the biggest difference in your overall well being. Oh, wow. Um,
1: I would say, that you need to listen to your own body. Each person is different. Each person's place in their health is different. What is the right treatment for you may not be the right treatment for me. What is the right, even essential oil for you may not be the right essential oil for me in this moment, in this time. Our bodies are constantly evolving and changing. And so learning to really tune into your body and how things are making you feel even subtle Changes, you know, with the food that we eat, with the, um, you know, the things that are in our homes, um, really just, just tuning in to ourselves and being able to change that over time um, to just morph as you continue to grow and to learn and to be open to new things and adding new practices into your life, you may leave some of the ones that served you initially, um, but just being open to learning and growth um, has served us immensely.
0: That is fantastic advice. I couldn't agree more. That's a wonderful note to leave on. Well, thank you so much for being on Clean Beauty Scene. You are most welcome. All right you guys, thank you all for listening and coming back every week, and if you would take a quick minute to leave a rating and review, I would be most appreciative. And don't forget, I do have some openings for coaching. So go to the link in the show notes and book your free consultation or go to kellybanana.com/consult. Stay healthy, be well, and be present. Thank you so much for listening to the clean beauty scene podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tune in again next week for more news, tips and recommendations on clean beauty, eco-friendly living and wellness. Join my free Facebook group, Savvy Girls Organic World and visit KellyBanano.com for more.